There's a misconception that we don't exist, that somehow our ability to excel at the highest level of our industry is limited, that overcoming barriers as a woman of color would be insurmountable. But what would happen if we decided to venture out on our own despite everything we're up against? I'll tell you. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, a healthcare consultant, consulting coach, high performance fanatic, wife, and proud girl mom. I help transform female professionals into thriving solo consultants. And just like you, I'm wearing all the hats and doing all the things. So this podcast is to empower the busy female professionals to move past fear to start and grow a successful consulting business, despite the obstacles you may encounter. We'll dive deep into consulting practice, business strategy, mindset, and more. So grab your cup of coffee or tea if that's your thing, and let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Angelina Davis, and I am excited about this episode because I want it to really just be a conversation that I'm having with you that we're having together. And I want to go down a kind of personal road because I feel like in the midst of what we are facing today in our economy, thinking about all of the talk with regards to recessions and inflation and just knowing the reality within our businesses that some things may or may not have slowed down a bit uh, in the recent months. And as we all are a little unsettled or uneasy about what that means, I want to shed some light on my previous experience uh, during the recession in 2008. And I thought this conversation would just be good to have because it was that point in my life that my whole viewpoint with regard to entrepreneurship changed forever. Like the way I looked at entrepreneurship and what it could offer just totally, totally, totally changed. And that set into motion a lot of things in my life that I'm so thankful for. And so I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. And this is a conversation I really haven't had with anyone uh, to date. So, you know, you're going to be the first one that I'm sharing this with. And um, I hope that you're able to just really gain something from it uh, because I know it was definitely helpful for me. But to give you a little bit of background and and set things up for you, um, at that time I was working uh, in my nine to five and I was working at a very busy hospital here in the Atlanta area and just taking on a lot day to day, trying to build my career and to climb the the quote unquote corporate ladder, <laughs> as they would say. Um, so I was used to trying to, to go above and beyond in my job and to do the best that I could on my nine to five. And at that time, my kids were younger. So I was dealing with a lot, trying to run kids around, tend to little ones and, and just be a wife and a mom and therefore my, my family, um, extended family as needed. So I know that's probably very similar to what you're doing today. 
And in those moments, I was a little uncertain as to what was going to happen. At that time, it was a very uneasy moment. You know, everything started crashing around us. I don't know if any of you remember the 2008 recession or if you were even old enough to really uh, appreciate how it could drastically impact and change your life completely. Uh, But people lost their jobs left and right. I mean, people were getting laid off. There were a lot of foreclosures happening. I mean, things were were just really, really bad. And I wish that I could say that it skipped over my house or my family, but that didn't happen. We were not that lucky. As a matter of fact, when the recession came, my husband, who at the time was an engineer, was working, you know, full time, making a great salary, um, advancing in his career. They had just opened a branch um, in in the southern part of the city um, that really was growing and he was positioned to to grow with it. And we were excited because the company that he was with was a larger firm that was out on the West Coast. And he had just really um, achieved a lot in a short period of time. And so we were before this time kind of thinking about an upward trajectory. <laughs> well, when the economy went South and things kind of begin to fall apart. One of the things that happened is that his job, his his um, firm, actually decided that they were going to close the new office that they had opened, which is the one that he was uh, part of as a small team and really beginning to lead and to grow that that site. So that was one of the first hits. We didn't know what to expect, right? When it happened, it was it was kind of uneasy because he still had a job at that time. But, you know, with no real work coming in, if you're uh, very familiar with private firms and contractors, then you know that there has to be a flow of business so that you're able to really maintain your livelihood as you did before. So his his job was really, you know, kind of really on thin ice, <laughs> not because of anything that he did, but just because of the way the, the economy fell out. Um, So it was a very challenging time and caused a lot of stress, definitely, as we didn't know what would what would happen. He actually, when that site closed, ended up having to travel uh, upwards in the upper part of the city to the larger office where he was, you know, trying to help out on some projects and and hopefully wait things out until the economy turned around and maybe jobs came in and, and things kind of looked better. But um, unfortunately, as time went on, things didn't change. <laughs> so as we know, things didn't change for a long while. And eventually they decided to officially um, close that branch and he was laid off. So that was a huge blow especially when you are depending on a significant income as part of the way that you're able to uh, really um, provide for your family and, and survive. So that meant that I had to be the sole breadwinner for our family for at least a period of time. And even when he started to work again, he was underemployed, picking up random shifts, going from being this very successful civil engineer to then, you know, working extra hours at Target. Now we have never been too big or above doing any of those things, but I want to paint the picture of, you know, the level 
that we we reach when we were going through this time and the the fact that it was really this this hustle and grind period for us to pull things together as best we could so that we can maintain our lives as much as possible so that our children didn't realize the difficulty that existed. You know, and and some of us can can debate whether or not that was the right approach, but you know, that's what we did. And that was our decision at the time is that we didn't want them to be impacted. We didn't want them to have fear. We didn't want them to have anxiety. We didn't want them to have to change their schools or um, things of that nature. So we were doing all that we could to try and maintain and keep everything together, which caused a lot of stress and weight um, on our plate. So uh, just as I would go out to work, he would go out to work also, even though he was only making such a small amount in comparison that it felt very defeating. I'm sure for him, I can't speak for, you know, how he may have felt during that time. But as, as a wife, I know that can be just a very difficult position for anyone to be in, let alone your provider being a, the provider or the husband uh, in the relationship to have to undergo in the face. And so during those moments, I had to think of how I could bring in more money because I, at that time, had the ability to be able to bring in, um, you know, kind of more from working a part-time job than, than he could just because of the nature of me being in healthcare and the opportunities that were available. So what I did is I decided that I was going to, um, you know, take a position teaching um, other pharmacy technicians. I, I taught at a a school that offered night classes. And when I was doing this work, I was leaving my nine to five that I worked full time at and definitely working a little bit over at because remember, I was trying to still grow and and really expand that role. And I would drive clear across town to the, the other side of town to teach a evening course most days of the week for, I would say, just a fraction of pay that I would normally get. And that that course or that class would run until I think it was about 10 o'clock at night. So that meant that I was really getting home closer to, you know, to 11 o'clock and I had a little one, so they were asleep. So by the time I got home, I was just coming in to really just give them a kiss, good night. And the time that I spent with them during that time period was pretty much when they woke up in the morning and and I was getting them off to school, which we know is a very rushed time in only a small few minutes that you actually have to be in conversation. So it was a really, really difficult time for me in general, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally, because I felt like I could not be the mother that I wanted to be in that moment. And so, you know, it was a lot, but it's what I felt I had to do at that time. And the reason why I'm sharing this story is because, like I said before, the fact that we went through this recession or that recession, and the fact that we had to go through all that we had to go through during that time, it allowed me to see what entrepreneurship could offer. Because before then, I really didn't fully understand what it meant to start your own business. I knew that I could. I had some 
desire to do so for a long time, but I always saw it as being a risk, right? I thought it was riskier than keeping my nine to five. I thought it was riskier than really relying on my benefits and my retirement, my pension, et cetera, that I had from my job until, until I saw that all taken away. And what that recession at that time taught me is that no matter how successful you think you are, no matter how protected you think you are in your current position, how promising you are as an expert in your industry or as someone who is a leader in your place of work, it doesn't mean that you're protected from experiencing those downturns, experiencing loss, and to also be left without anywhere to turn. So that was one of the the key things that kind of going through that experience taught me. But what I realized from from working a nighttime job was that number one, (laughs) it was physically draining. Let me tell you all something. I was exhausted. I was absolutely exhausted. Exhausted not just because I was ripping and running and trying to like literally I would get off of work and like five o'clock and I would, like I said, rush across town. And if you're even familiar with Atlanta traffic, it is horrific (laughs) once you reach five o'clock. So I would fight traffic all the way there just to hop on my car and run at full, full speed to get to the class so I can be ready and prepared to teach the course for that evening. And it was mentally draining also because some of the people that I had to work with, some of the students that I was teaching, they weren't the easiest to teach. <laughs> that it wasn't the easiest environment because there were a lot of other dynamics and social factors that were at play. So all in all, it was mentally and physically draining. And then on top of that, I had the the emotional, I would say, weight from not being present with my kids in the evening, not being able to, to do homework with them having to rely on whether it's my husband, if he was at home or my parents who may have been helping us out during the time to fill in, in that gap. And that was definitely something that was very, very, very difficult for me. I didn't like having that time away and not being there to cook dinner or to sit with them and watch a a show or to do homework or just to tuck them in at night, especially when they were so young. So that was, you know, one of the other things that, that was really pulling on me. And then, and then, (laughs) when you think about it, I was doing all of that for in comparison to what I was making in my salary at the time. I was doing all of that for just a a, a small bit of pay, Just just a little pay in comparison. It was enough to help us stay afloat. It was what I had to do at the time. I don't regret having to do that. It was what had to be done. But I will tell you, that I knew in my heart of hearts, there had to be a different way to navigate that time. And, you know, I'm happy to say that we got over that period. You know, the, my husband went back to school. He got another degree is what he decided to do while he was working. And so now he's in a totally different field and and things are, you know, back as uh, great or, or even better than they, they were before. And the kids are, are definitely growing up gosh, they're definitely, definitely getting older now. And uh, so things turn around. So anyone going through a difficult moment, know that things do turn around, know that 
if you are going through a difficult time and you're putting in that work and you're hustling and you're grinding right now, it is temporary. Know that it will get better. So I definitely want to make sure that you fully understand that. But the other piece of it is that I realized in that moment that I never wanted to be in that situation ever again, ever again. And one thing that I knew is that I could count on myself to do the work. I knew that my job couldn't guarantee me the the type of security that I thought it could. I knew that there were other options for me because I had the intellect and knowledge and the talent to be able to go out and search for it. I didn't recognize that before. I didn't know that before. I only knew how to go and try and find another job, right? Most times we have been trained by our environment from the point of being in elementary and high school where we're, you know, focusing on going to college and majoring in a particular uh, area or space. And then we want to go from there into our, our profession. And we're taught that we are learning information in order to work a job right? In order to hold a position, in order to have this career that is going to be granted to us by someone else. And the one thing I want to offer you is that your education and training is worth far more. It's not meant for you to just get that job. Getting the job is great. You know, you all know, I love my job. Getting the job is great, but that education and training is also your ticket to your financial wealth and freedom. It's your ticket to be able to provide for your family. It's your ticket to be able to send your kids to college. It's your ticket to be able to send your kids to private school. It's your ticket to be able to go travel with your friends and family. It's your ticket to be able to buy and make the investments that you want so that you can live the the life of comfort as you begin to age. It has a value far beyond the job that you are working. And because I had never been taught that in that moment back in 2008, I didn't know how to think that way. I didn't know that I had another option. I didn't realize everything that I had available to me. And so because I didn't realize that, I thought there's no way I can start a, a business. There's no way I could you know, find work for myself. There's no way that I can start consulting and, and generate thousands of dollars for a fraction of the effort while being with my family without having to sacrifice so much. I didn't realize that. And so I want you to know that we're conditioned not to think that way. And this is something that we have to really work on to break that mindset that our jobs, that our careers will provide that level of security that we need forever because they may not. And we have to believe that we can really show up and provide for ourselves in those moments where it's needed most. You know, so that's one of the first thing is that we've been trained to depend on others, but we have to recognize that we can depend on ourselves. And then the next thing, as I stated before, is that your education and your training, yes, is something that is needed and will help you get a job, but it really is going to provide the expertise that you need to go out and help and serve others in any capacity. And that really in order for you to start a business and become an entrepreneur or to grow your solo consulting business to another level, You really just need to build on the skill of entrepreneurship. You need to learn that aspect of it. 
It's not that you don't know enough. It's not that you need another degree or another certification. It's not that you are not capable. It's not that you don't have the ability to, to work for yourself or the ability to provide for yourself or supplement your current salary and income through the work that you do for yourself. You have the ability to do that. You just need to be able to hone in and strengthen the skill of entrepreneurship. But once you realize that that's the missing piece, it's much easier to consider and envision you being able to have this other source of income that can provide a level of security for you and comfort so that you don't have to have so much fear around the potential of losing your job or your career or something else that may be devastating that may come into your life. Because this is an area that you're empowered to step up and really help, right? And I say that because I didn't see my full potential. <laughs> At that time, I didn't, I didn't think that I had the potential to be able to generate thousands of dollars to help support my family outside of my career. I didn't think I had that potential, To be honest with you, when I thought about starting a business of some sort, I really thought in more of a small ticket nature. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. There, like we always talk about, there are two ways that you can kind of uh, structure and position your services. You can have low ticket offers, you can have high ticket offers. But I didn't, I didn't really fully grasp the whole concept of having a high ticket offer without being established for an extended period of time. You know, because I equated the high ticket offer and the ability to ask for Uh, a larger uh, payment in the contract to be associated with my time in that field. And I didn't realize how it was more closely associated with the value that I'm able to provide and I'm able to bring. And similarly, if you are facing those challenges now, I don't want you to sit back thinking about, okay, well, I need to make extra money or I want to send my kids to private school. So let me figure out how I can go work another job or how I can, you know, work some extra hours at at my current uh, job so that I can bring in more money. You can do that, but I would tell you, you're going to end up just like me, physically drained, emotionally drained, away from your kids and family, not generating sufficient revenue, right? You don't need that. You don't want that. I know that's not what you want. Instead, you have the ability to really begin to believe in yourself and to focus more intently on building the consulting business of your dreams. Because whether you want that to be your your full-time source of income, or if you want to supplement your current salary, the point is that you have the ability to do so for whatever need that you have in this present moment. So I just really want you to think of your expertise, your knowledge, your talent as being kind of like your your security blanket, right? It is your way of being able to create a level of freedom, security, and stability in your life so that you can live it fully. And that is the lesson that the recession taught me. 
It's the reason why Excellent Consulting exists today. It's the reason why this podcast exists today. And it's the reason why I'm able to share this story about how I was able to navigate that difficult time, come out on the other end, and now walk into this next period that many may be nervous or afraid about with confidence. Because I, unlike before, know and understand that I have the ability to generate business, build wealth without having to work myself into the ground and rely on the the goodness of others to provide an opportunity for me to do so. So you have that same opportunity, you have that same power. And I just want you to know that and not be worried as you move forward when it comes to whatever may be predicted (laughs) in terms of the economy. Just focus in on how you can show up now, build a business that is going to be able to support you no matter what, and generate the the consistent clients and, and income through that venture so that you have the financial support and stability that you need. All right, guys, I hope this episode, you know, helped you. I know it was a more personal conversation, um, but I hope that you're able to glean something from my experience because I don't want you to have to repeat it. And I definitely don't want you to have to experience um, that at all. Um, But, you know, I think that we are able to provide insight so that we can make lives easier. So if you know someone that needs to hear this message, then please feel free to share this episode with them. Um, Let them know that they also have the ability to generate the financial stability and wealth that they need. And also, if you enjoyed this episode and other episodes on the podcast, don't forget to make sure you leave a uh, review, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. It will help this podcast actually reach more listeners, which is always the goal. Um, And I hope that you will tune back in again soon. All right, guys, till next time, take care. For tuning in to the Black Girls Consult 2 podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave your review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're on a mission to increase the success and longevity of women in consulting, and you can help us do that. Also, I'd love to hear from you, so let's connect at Dr. Angelina Davis on Instagram or LinkedIn. And don't forget to visit excelatconsulting.com for more information to support your consulting journey. Until next time, take care.